Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Awesome. Nice to see your bright and shiny faces. Uh, Pastor Philip, nice to see you too. Welcome. So, uh, anyway, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us and being so gracious to us and just for your kindness and your goodness and for always being faithful and always being there and always being sure. And so we give you the praise for that. And we just thank you for that. I, I pray for the for Charles and and um, his family as they're going through, through the loss and then continue to lift up Cindy and her mom. But also we pray for Jim and his shoulder and just continue to to do a work in that, but giving good rest, but also let it heal quickly and well. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, uh, man, I've had the weirdest week. Like anybody else have weird weeks sometimes? It's just like, good Lord, what's going on? And then you got to come back to a place where like I find myself needing to center myself. And so I have a has big old horse I'm working with. And uh, he's huge. He's a Frisian. Not he's not cold. He's not a Frisian. <laughs> he's a Frisian. And so a Frisian is a war horse. They were bred for war. So when you go so they're bred when you push into them, they push back at you. And then they get like really big. And so, so I, this lady called me out to help her with the horse. And when I got out there, she, she, she's like, well, do you want to do a speed or train at first? And I walked in, I was like, well, are you going to catch it? And she goes, well, I was going to let you do that. <laughs> and usually that's a bad sign, <laughs> right? When, when they're there and they're like, Hey, I'll let you catch the horse. Right. And so, I was like, okay, I walk in and this horse's head goes up and he gets defensive. And I was like, you know, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going, I'm out. If I'd have been 20, I'd have been too old for this, right? <laughs> and so I walk up and I just kind of moved him around a little bit. He was like, I was like, man, this sucker is going to eat me alive if I push it wrong. So I worked with him a little and got him to melt and um, got him thinking because he had, somewhere it had a bad experience. So he was defensive. And because of that bad experience, anytime someone would approach him, he'd go back to that memory and he would relive that. And he was reacting to every situation instead of responding. I do that in my life sometimes too. I did that this week too. Reacting instead of responding. The The best thing that, that you can do is his, uh, owner is a um, psychologist so she she goes into like the prisons and hospitals too and has her own clinic but she's always helping people and and really really intense and so but this horse has come around so much now like it'll follow her around like a puppy dog and he's just clicking and so i was just working with him and, and um i we finished and she's wanting to go out there and love on us like, you need to play hard to get a little bit so i was like no just let that horse you know, have all everything, make him 
earn something, you know? And uh, so I crave it. Anyway, she was talking and she's, she's like, I don't understand how he's doing this. And then she started talking about some things that was going on with, with, with her. And, and one of the things I said, and I was like really weird because like I'm probably the one that needed help. <laughs> and I had the right person. She probably would, would charge me a lot of money, <laughs> right? And give me drugs if she really listened to me very long. <laughs> but I was like, you know, just like that horse, we got to stay where our feet are. Can't worry about where you've been. And you can't worry about where you're going. Sometimes if you just got to trust, and that horse had to come to a trust where it just, relax and breathe and trusted whoever was with it and then it's like okay i i know i know i can go with you i know it's going to work out i know that it's going to be okay because you're with me talking about psalms 23 hey though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death don't fear no evil because you're in heaven watching over me <laughs> you're a long ways off you're like on the other side of Jupiter. No, because you are what? With me. We just got through Christmas where it said that, that his name is Emmanuel. God way off in heaven, coming back soon. So God where? With us, right? And so it's, it's when you know that he's with you, and it even goes farther because he's not just with you, he's in us. It gives us confidence no matter what you go through. You can lean on that and you can trust. I got my stallion out and, and um, was leading him around and had to go by these German shepherds. And, and he didn't like them because they'd be grunted to the, to the thing and they'd go, rah, 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 you know. And, and he'd be like, you know, I could kill them with one kick. And I'm like, yeah, I know you could, buddy. Just follow me. And, and then it bugged him and it scared him. And it, but you know what he did? He went with me. It was uncomfortable. It wasn't fun, but he trusted me even in the midst of the chaos, even in the midst of the storm. What about trusting when all things are well, too? When you got lots of grass right there to eat, you're like, yeah, come here, eat all the grass you want. Well, can I eat or am I supposed to be alert because I'm going to jump out and eat me, right? So it goes back to in his presence is fullness of joy, We'll find everything we need in his presence, being present with him, being with him in him and just resting in who he is and knowing that he's with us. It gives us, it gives us confidence. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with part of your heart. Trust in your heart with just a little bit of your heart. Trust in the Lord with how all your heart but lean on your own wisdom and understanding. No. Lean not on your own understanding. That means that I've got to trust him no matter what is going on around me. I got to trust him and say, you know what? You... You said that I'm not supposed to lean on my understanding. Well, what's my understanding? Most of my understanding is 50% wrong because it's from the past. And, and you know, they say, um, psychologists say 50% of your memory that you remember, you remember it wrong. 
So I already got half of it wrong to start with. So am I going to lean on my understanding and trust and bring that to this situation? Or I would say, you know what? I'm going to let it go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay where my feet are and I'm going to follow you. But following you from the inside, it's like riding a horse. You know what's really cool about riding a horse? Is like, like I don't ever feel like I'm, there's two things there. There's not the horse and there's not me. When you really connect with the horse, it feels like you're one. There, there's two of us, but it really feels like you're one because you can be like, just pick up here when you're in sync, you're just moving and flowing and going and trusting. And you can point that horse wherever you want. And that horse will go through anything you want. Why? Because it trusts you on the inside in spite of what's happening on the outside. That's true trust, right? And that's like every one of his memories might have been, oh, man, they're going to eat me. Oh, man, this is a bad deal. But he's like, you know what? I'm not going to lean on my understanding. I'm not going to lean on my, what my mama said that everything's out there wanting to eat me, <laughs> right? What I'm going to lean on is you. I'm going to trust you. Trust in the Lord with all. Can you guys say all? Can you say it one more time? All? All your heart and lean not on your own understanding, right? In some of your ways. Man, I get those wrong. I should read it to the quote, right? In a few of your ways. And what? All in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will run you off a cliff. <laughs> no. No? That's not right. And he will make sure that you crash. No. He'll make sure they don't work out. Yeah. And he'll he'll direct you to the hospital, to the gas station. Oh, wherever you need. I guess if you need to go, you will direct your, yeah, knowledge Lord with all your heart, lean not on your understanding, not in all your ways, and you will direct your what? Your paths, right? The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. The steps, like, like it never, I really never understood that until I started working with Colts and, and changing the way, because I used to like, they got these guys, they take this stick and they, they say, we're going to move the hiney, you know, can I say hiney in church? I just did. Sorry. So hiney, 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 right? Move the hiney. They got the stick and it's like, move the hiney or move this front end or move this. And pretty soon they're all they're thinking about is that, that rear end moving over and they're flopping around like a fish, but their feet, they have no control of that horse whatsoever. It's just doing it because it, it knows if it don't, it's going to be in trouble or it's not going to work. They're like, look what my horse can do. And it used to irritate me because I was like, you ain't got control of that horse. You, you have no control. You, there's nothing there that, that gives you any help or, or when you need it, you're going to flop around like a fish. But then I realized this, when I can get a horse to move it one foot at a time, you know what I can do? I can put that horse anywhere I want. You know why? And a horse has four feet. It's got to trust me twice as much. As people, I can put it here. I can just go like, hey, come here. Boom. 
I get, and then you ask for the pressure, and then as soon as he starts to give up, you release, man. And and he just melts and just moves where you want that horse to go. Why? Because he trusts you. And now you've got his feet. And so now when I ask him, I'm ordering his steps. And it's not like, like that horse don't know where the next step is going. He just wanted to tune in with you to figure out, okay, I'm with you. Where are we going next? What are we doing next? How is this going to work next? Where are we going to go next? And then pretty soon, you just ask here, boom, here, boom, here. And then pretty soon you're side pass and it's spinning and doing all these other things. Why? Because you can order a step. So you can order one step. You can order all the steps. But you got to be able to submit that one step. Stay where your feet are and not try to figure out every step. No, look and see where you want to go. But you don't have to know how you're going to get there. Because most of the time, like, I don't even know how I'm going to get here. Like, it's a miracle I get here in one piece. You ever see me drive? <laughs> right? It never goes like I want. Like, there's someone in my way, like you a Prius or, you know, <laughs> right? Or I have to alter. My day goes out. Like, I don't know. I know I got to get this stuff done. I know I need to get here. I have no idea how, but I know I'm going to be there. What is that? Trusting in the Lord with all my heart and leaning not on my own understanding. You don't have to understand him. In fact, you ain't. Ain't going to happen. We can say, I can say that because where I'm from. Ain't. Will can too. <laughs> right? I say, ain't going to happen. So, might as well. So you know what, Father? I'm going to trust you. I'm going to step with you. I'm going to walk with you. The Bible says in him we live and move and have our being. In him. That's what he's saying. How do we find that? Trusting and leaning not on our own understanding. If we're not leaning on our understanding, then who's Whose understanding are we under, leaning on? Here, here's another thing I learned from horses. You can have knowledge, but not have field timing and understanding on how to apply that knowledge. You can know this book up and down, inside and out, but it has, if it has no application to your life, it, it's what, what good are you getting out of it? You know what I'm saying? Now, let me say this, because it's alive and quick, and it's impossible for you to know something in here and to know him and not get something out of him, out of it, because the word's so powerful. But God wants to take us where we just don't know about him, where we just don't know about the scriptures, but we know him. We know the scriptures. We don't just have a knowledge, but we have a understanding that means i understand that if i do this that'll happen rather than just well i do this because you told me to well i'm gonna do this because you told me to that's where it's like they get the fish flopping all around on a, on a horse like i call fish fish flopping right just flopping around like a fish because Pit, someone's like i got the knowledge i've seen someone do it but they have no understanding that it's not in 
up here in this place, but it's in the feet. That's where God's like, I want to give you not just knowledge, but understanding, not your understanding, but my understanding. And sometimes we don't understand until we don't get through it. That's where the trust comes in. Does that make sense? So learning to trust him in the, in the midst of, of a situation, learning to trust him when everything is, is when, when all hell's breaking loose around you, learn to trust him when everything's good too. Like you ever get like where, where like it, during COVID, like we had it so easy. Like Lynn and I, like of, of all the times when everybody's struggling, when everybody's going through, through all this trouble, we're sat here like our biggest problem is we have too much toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Can't I I like it wasn't a problem to me because I still had to take care of horses. So I got to leave the house. And you know what? It was actually even better because like I had zero traffic. <laughs> Although it's they don't have gas stations open, it's hard to find a restroom sometimes too, so you can't drink very much water. But other than that, like that was the that was the extent of my hardships during that time. And then you're sitting there. I remember sitting there and we're looking at each other like, this is too easy. Someone's got it. Like, this can't be this easy because, like, all this stuff's going on here and all this stuff's going on there. How can this be so easy? And then pretty soon you start looking for something to go wrong. Instead of just resting us, thank you, Father. Trust me, something's going to go wrong sometime somewhere. <laughs> so don't bring it. Don't, don't try to hurry it along, right? Enjoy where you're at <laughs> and trust him where you're at in the good. When everything's go, going wrong, it's things either happen, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And that's scripture. Now, now think about this. Things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Because otherwise, that scripture that says, in some things, God works for the good of those who love him. And what? Always. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose right so if in all things god works for the good that means whether you know what all means all all everything it means the good it means the bad it means the things in between all things means all things it right if all things work together for my good that means that there is nothing that is happening to me that will not be for me. Another scripture says this, if God be for, for us, God be for me, who can be in, against me? Huh. Well, how does that work? Because he's like, I rigged this, man. <laughs> I rigged this, and like, like you ever like, want to go to a football game and watch, and you're like, man, this is a rig. I can see those refs. They don't even <laughs> like our team. And, and like, look what they they, they Hell, look, they, that's, you can't tackle him. He'd come off the bench and tackle the guy. How do you do that? That's a black penalty, right? That's kind of how God is. He's like, I got this rig, man. If I have to, I'll have someone tackle the guy off the bench. 
come off the bench and tackle him and keep him from a touchdown. But I promise you one thing, this thing will work for you. Trust me. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? Zechariah said it like this. He said, it's not by might, but it is by power. No, not by might, nor by power, but by my good looks. <laughs> by my spirit. Says who? Like he, he signed that. Like he's like, here, I'm going to autograph that. Like when, he, when it says, says the Lord, like I take extra note because he's like, I want you to get this. I, like in Texas, they call that a clue. <laughs> Although if they root for the Longhorns, they need a lot more help at clues <laughs> than that. But he's like, here's a clue. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit. It's not what you do. It's not matter pushing matter. Because I try that. Like I try that all the time. I've tried that this week. And the more I try, the more it blows up in my face. And I have to realize, well, well, I got to be a little bit smarter. I should have just stay where my feet are and trust you, Father. I know you think I'm perfect. But I am in you. Right? When you learn that this is working for me and it's not going to be my strength, it's not going to be my power, it's not going to be my knowledge, and it's not even going to be your understanding, it gets you where you need to be, but it's going to be from the Spirit, living from the Spirit, trusting Him with our Spirit. You see, um, my body might only be 29. <laughs> laughing. Oh. So, but my spirit is eternal. So, like, if I can commune with him on his level, where he's at, why would I want to just rely on this body? One day it's going to turn back to dirt. Now, of course, when Jesus comes again, guess what happens? It'll get, you know, it'll get an upgrade. Yeah, we'll go from a Ferrari to Lamborghini. <laughs> so I don't want to discount that. What I do want to, want to focus on in my life is I'm not this. I'm a spirit. He's a spirit. The Bible says that they, those that worship him must do it on Sunday morning. <laughs> those that worship him must do it out of effort and works. Those that worship him must worship him in and in truth. In what? In what? Spirit and in truth. Those who worship him must worship him in Spirit and in truth. Did I say that? Yeah. Does it worship him? Must worship him in what? Spirit. And in truth, right? I love Psalms 20 because it says this May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. You ever have somebody who's always there except when you're in trouble? 
Thank you, God. Like, you hear that song, call me. I don't lie. Yep. And they're like, don't call me in trouble. Right? Don't call me if you have a flat tire. Don't call me. Right? He's like, Lord, because I ain't answering. I ain't picking up. You can call, but I ain't going to answer. It says, may the Lord answer you. Answer. He doesn't, he doesn't just send you the voicemail and say, leave a message. I'll get back to you later. He actually answers his phone, man. He's got Zoom, too, I'm sure. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Now, what does the Lord mean? It means, may the I am that I am, the very one, the essence, the everything, the ever-present help in time of trouble, may he be the one, the one who created the moon and the stars and the sun and the that's the one we're talking about. May he answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God, that's God, Elohim, creator of Jacob, protect you. Now there, there's so much in just that little little thing. May the name, but what you know when you go to a synagogue and the rabbis. We'll say, we'll say, uh, say Baruch Hashem. What that means? Bless the name. Why does it say the name? You know, when when you write God in Hebrew, like there's no way you write Yahweh. But even when you write God, um, it's capital G dash D, unless you just write Hashem. Most of the time it's Hashem. Because they like, I don't even want to mispronounce his name. Why? Because they take it seriously when it says, hey, gosh, did not take the Lord's name in vain. What's his name? I am that I am. So you say, I, I am rotten. I am, I'm, I'm no good. I'm, you know what you're doing? You're taking God's name and you're putting it to something that, that doesn't line up with it. That's why he said, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am we. So, so when, when you say I am, you're really taking God's name. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so here it says, may the name, may, may, may Hashem, may the name of the God. Now, what is God? Elohim. Elohim is creator. God is really not his name. It's a description of what he's done. It is. We do call him God. Just like, like if you get, sometimes people call me pastor. Sometimes they call me other names that aren't as nice. Right? But, but when you say, hey, pastor, like, that's not my name. That's what I do. But it's out of respect. Like, you know, I'm thankful for that. But that's not my, that's not my identity. That's not, not my, who I am. Who I am is inside. Now here, here he is. It's Elohim. It's it's what he does. It's who he is, but it's what he does. Does that make sense? He's a creator of Jacob, of Yaakov. Now that means it's a plan. <laughs> Literally, you go back to the story of Jacob and Esau. So we're talking about um, how um, Jacob supplanted. 
Esau, what was it talking about? The smooth man, right? The spirit man, some supplanting the hairy man, which is what? The flesh. And you know what? In the end, they all got blessed. And then people are always like, well, that rotten Jacob, he, he, he was such a traitor and such a, but like, can you believe he did that? And, and then I'm just sitting there reading, well, did you read the first of the chapter? When God prophesied that that would happen. Right? Maybe he did it in his own strength. But if we take and understand the real point of that story is to say, you know what? When you live out of the spirit, and then everything in the flesh will work out for you. Goes back to Matthew 6 and the Lord's Prayer before the Lord's Prayer, going into your closet. What you do in your closet will be seen on that. What's it talking about? Talking about praying again, right? Praying is important. He says, May may the God, the Elohim of Jacob, protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary. Where's the sanctuary? In heaven. Where, 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 where's the sanctuary at? I think somewhere in the Bible it says that we are the temple of what? Of the Holy Spirit. So what? We're walking temples, walking tabernacles. We're walking sanctuaries, carrying the presence of God right here on earth. But Jesus said, it's better for me to go away. I can send the comforter and greater work shall you do. Why? Because we're one, but like I can go this way and you can go that way. Paul can go that way and Will can go that way and Philip can go that way and Shane can go that way. And now we can expand our, our reach and expand what we're doing. Does that make sense? May he send you help from, from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. Again, it's, it's where's the kingdom of God at? Tennis. I spent my whole life looking all the way, thinking it's on the other side of Mars. You know what he did? He hit himself. Better, best. Better than Easter egg, huh, man? <laughs> Better than hide, hiding the, the matzah on, on Seder. But you know what he did? And me. Could have picked a way better place. <laughs> May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desires of your heart. Well, how do we do that? We just heard about that earlier in Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. Now it's saying faith, um, May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. You see how those two fit? See, like there's no coincidence in the scripture. They're, they're, God's like being plain. He's like, he's just like straight up saying, hey, I'm here. 
hey, this is what I'm saying. Will you trust me? It has a lot of depth to it, too. But that, that's what he's saying. He says, and make some of your plans. No, all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when you are victorious, and we will lift up our banners in the name of our Elohim. May the I am that I am grant some of your requests. All your requests. The Bible says that it, all his promises are all yes and amen. Right? Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He answers him from his holy heaven with the saving power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. I trust in horses a lot. <laughs> but I can't. Like, I can't. I can't not trust them and ask them to trust me. So, right. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we trust in the name of the I am that I am, our Elohim, or our creator. The name of Yahweh. The name of Jehovah. The Yudhe They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Oh Lord, save the king. Answer us when we call you. Like, yeah, that's so great for David that he is a king, but the Bible says that we are kings and priests. You know what? You're a royal priesthood, a holy generation. You know who that what that makes you? Are you royalty? You're, you're joint heirs with Jesus. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. You know what? That means that we're seated with him, him with us and us with him. It's two ways. It's a relationship, not a dictatorship. He could dictate to us, but he chose. I'll, I want to give you life. I want you to have life in little bitty amounts, as long as you do good. I want you to have life and life what? Abundantly. abundantly. More abundantly. So you can trust him. And no, it says, answer us when we call, but he already says he will answer us when we're in distress. So he'll answer us. Call him. Trust him. He's there. I don't go like this anymore. I don't think that's a thought. It's the ugliest moment I've ever seen. It's like that. It's like down the longhorns. Boomer sooner. Anyway, sorry, Father. Sorry, Father. So, Father, thank you for your word. We love you. We praise you, and we just give you give you all the all the all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.